Well, what a week. What a time in the Lord. But we must continue. Times like these, what happens is people slow down. But we declare in the name of Jesus, we are not slowing down. We are not slowing down. We shall see more. More miracles. More growth in the body of Christ. I kept hearing the word discipleship. Discipleship. Sorry we squeezed you like sardines. We, were, we, were, we, we, we apologize. But just bear with us. Hear the word and then I release you to go home. God is in the business of continuity. You cannot idolize a moment. In fact, if you find yourself idolizing a moment, then you have not yet matured in the things of God. We bless Yahweh for what he has done. But he did it to tell us something. Every time he gives us a picture, it's to take us to the next place, to the next level. <laughs> they say a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And God has announced pastors, ministries, churches, believers to the world, to the world. God showed me that what we are going to begin to see in Kenya is unprecedented Amen. in this land. Amen. In fact, just so you know, I'm so convicted. I don't want to speak out of excitement. This is conviction. I'm so convicted that next year we must have built a place, a shed that can take 50,000 people. Because I sensed people would be needing to come to a place for prayer. A place where every Friday there's fire. We must continue. The hunger is unusual. And so we must continue. Don't sit and say, oh my God, what happened? Happened and it was beautiful. It, it was his past tense. God is. God is. Right now, God is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we must continue and we must build. The one thing God showed me again is that land is a requirement for the church. We must believe God for every minister of the gospel to have land. To be able to have a base to do the work of God. It is important. And so may God open every door for you, the believers, to facilitate the work of the kingdom of God. Hey. There are a few things I want to share with you briefly. I want to welcome this amazing woman of God that is in our midst. She's she, she calls herself minister. I call her ambassador apostle. Emi Kosge, who is here with us. Emi Kosge Madubuko, we love you. You know, I called her. I said, I need a favor. I'm talking about one week to the event, two weeks to the event. I said, I need a favor. I need either Nathaniel um, Bassi, I was going to say Bansi. Nathaniel Bassi or Dan Sinoyaka. She said, wait, give me a minute. Ha! Next thing she wrote to me, just one line, she said, dancing sorted, call him, this number. And it was done. God has sent you on as, as an ambassador. Uh, can you, do I use the other microphone or am I just not hearing myself? God is using you as an ambassador. For his purposes, for the kingdom. To connect, interconnect, and to build what he's trying to do on this side of eternity. 
you are not just a Kenyan ambassador because I know your papers, you are an ambassador by the government of Kenya. But let me tell you, you are a spiritual ambassador. You are. And people may not recognize what you've done, but I salute you today for what you're doing across the globe. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to tell you that we will be privileged this October to have Apostle Madubuko with us. Ay, 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 beautiful. Apostle Madubuko will be with us this October. You better book KICC because that will not be an event for Kempinski. And I'm looking forward to that weekend uh, that we will spend. I think it will be two to three days of just God's presence together with him. And, and, and I think in, in November we have Reverend Victor Ademi coming also from Nigeria. Yeah, you, you may not know him. You will, you will know him more. You will know him. And Pastor Pete, we've been helping for prayers with uh, Reverend Ayo. Reverend Ayo is coming to KICC. When? In September. Something's happening. This kind of move of God is just attracting so much. And I, I can't even begin to, but we must continue. We must continue. I refuse to get caught up in the euphoria. I accept to give God glory for everything. Amen. And to remove every man, every person that wants to take glory for anything, this glory belongs to Yahweh. The glory belongs to Yahweh. The glory belongs to Yahweh. Young man, this is the part where you usually just play on the strings. Um, what's your name? Sorry, we haven't met before. Stephen. Yes, you're saved. Because I can't minister with you if you're not. Okay. Just stay on the strings, preferably on C minor, if you can. Uh, thank you. So God wants to do something fresh in this nation. Amen. And so let us not grow weary doing good. To all the visitors who are here, we just are so grateful to have you. Please don't go after the service. We have something for you. We want to spend some time with you. We want to get to know you. And for those of you that may be looking for a home, you are home. Amen. But here we are very temporary. There's, you know, I have this dog. Okay, my son has a dog. And I bought a kennel for it when it was very small. And I've realized when the vet, when the vet, let me stop it at vet. <laughs> this is where you make mistakes like veterinarian. <laughs> when the vet came to, to see the dog, he said, you know the problem, why the dog is not growing is because its house is small. There's a principle called the aquarium principle. If you put a shark in an aquarium, it can only grow to the size of the aquarium. You must trust God for crazy things. If you're going to grow, you must trust God for crazy things. And so we're getting ready to go home. Now, when we're in the presence of God, it's not just because of sin. We're not in the presence of God just because there is sin. There is a knowledge that has to come when you come into the presence of God. Even in the charismatic movements, there's a knowledge. One of the key words I'm hearing so strongly for the younger generation is discipleship. Discipleship. For us to meet and to disciple you. I was speaking to the chairman of the 
University Students Association. I'm really praying over a Thursday Bible study for younger people just to sit precept upon precept. And I saw in a vision there'll be no room to meet these young people because there's something, let me tell you to the millennials and beyond, we apologize. People told us you don't have hunger. Ha! That's not what we saw. These young people are hungry for God. Don't ever, don't ever dismiss a generation. Don't ever dismiss a generation. God has a way of rekindling the spirit of a people to understand what he wants to do in that time. And so we want to let you know that God has you in mind and that the presence of God after you've become saved has to take you to another place. In those discipleship classes, we'll teach you about justification by faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone. We'll teach you precept upon precept for you to understand what is the purpose of salvation. For you to understand once you are saved, how do you coexist in a world of sin? We will teach you how to be able to grow in the things of God. We'll teach you the difference between uh, sanctification and justification. We will show you how there are some things that were acted upon you by our work of faith. But then there's a step after that, that there is a cooperation between you and God for our work. That cooperation for our work is what I'm dealing with here, that the presence of God is not just to deal with sin, it's to deal with cooperating with God for the function that he has called you after you have come into his presence. Ah. And therefore, to understand the advancement of the kingdom requires tapping into the knowledge of the things of God, to grow in God, to become who God has called you to become and not to waste a life. You were here before you came. You are a spirit man that was given a body to exist on the earth in this century. And therefore you must ask God, what is the purpose of every revival? What is the purpose of this reformation? Every time reformation comes, it carries with light. The entrance of light, the entrance of your word, it brings light. That light shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. Therefore, the, the core reason why God invades us like he did this last week is to bring light into darkness. Where there's desperation for God and a hunger for God, as we were taught by Apostle, you will find that hunger is a good thing. And therefore, I put it to you in all humility that God caused what happened to happen to invade darkness. And this thing cannot be shut down. It shall grow in your generation. It shall grow in your generation. So to be in the presence of God is not just for dealing with sin. It deals with darkness, but with it comes a wisdom that is rare. The wisdom of God. The sanctity of God. And therefore you get to understand what works are these for cooperation. You mean there are works that I must cooperate? Yes. There's a place for a man to be obedient so that God can do what he needs to do in a generation. Are you with me? There's a place for a man to hear God. To discern God. So that he can grow in the things of God. There's a place where a man can make a decision. When I say man here, ladies, I am in the spirit. Don't catch. Enter revelation. A place where a man enters that they begin to see things they have never seen. And hear things they've never heard. So that God can use your cooperation to be able to do what he needs to do for a generation. And so we refuse 
as daddy taught us to die as mere men. And we make a decision that we shall learn. Commit yourself to educating yourself about what God wants to do. God says in his word that he has seen the end of perfection. In the book of Psalm, the psalmist tells us, I have seen the end of perfection. This is not just a time of a revival. Everybody's asking what's next. It's a time of reformation. It's a multidimensional moment in God. Through eons of time, God had positioned that we be ready for this moment. I see God opening fellowships in every university. If we're going to affect a generation, we need to touch the young people. Hmm. When, 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 when Joshua died, sometimes sons who have such a passion for fatherhood forget to be fathers. If you study David and if you study Joshua, these were men that had passion for honoring the anointing of a father. But they are so consumed with looking up that sometimes they forget to look. So when you look at Joshua after he died, even Elisha, Elisha was so consumed about Elijah, he followed him everywhere. But he didn't have the same passion. What does the Bible say? That this thing is multidimensional. I won't just turn the, it's not just about sons to fathers. It says, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons. Is it not scriptural? Therefore, there is a place. The only reason that the Bible talks about turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons is because there's a time when fathers have forgotten about sons. You will find people that are very passionate looking upward are not as passionate looking downward. May God give us a balance. If we talk about moving this reformation to the younger generation, it must touch the high schools. What we pray is that there will be a revival in every high school. That dormitories will not burn with fire that is made by men. It will burn with the fire of the Holy Spirit. That there will be a reformation in our universities. And the university students will cause a new, a new breed of leaders to arise. That they will position themselves for discipleship. So that God can do what he has to do with a generation in this nation. There's a reason why over 8 to 9 million people did not show up to vote. That's a voice. That's a vote. They were saying something. That's a message. That there is a reformation coming that has a sound. And because we were not hearing our sound on the political lines, we will not move. There's a sound. There's a fresh sound that God is releasing in the atmosphere. That sound is new. You've not heard it before. This flame is burning in Uganda. I was speaking to Apostle Grace and he told me this thing is in Uganda. Apostle Grace Lubega, he's coming. And he says, he gave me a prophetic word. He said, what has begun here? God has given you the keys to begin in Kenya. I said, glory be to God. It's not a one. Listen, please hear me. There's one time I told all of you that one day all of you will be co-workers. You laughed. This time I hope you don't laugh like Sarah. Hear me when I say this. There's a day when what you saw last week will be a weekly thing. Yes. God doesn't want to visit. He wants to dwell. We don't want a visitation. We want a habitation. And therefore I'm believing God. By faith. People without a name. People who are not known. 
are going to cause 20,000 people to sit at a place every week to hear God. I know how the devil has tried to finish this message is that people rise up and say, oh, this big church syndrome, big church syndrome. The church is big. The church is, listen, we are many. I want to announce we are many. And if you see us in the flesh, many, wait till you see us in the spirit. Because in the flesh, I'm one. But in the spirit, one of us, yeah, they didn't hear me. In the spirit, one of us can put a thousand to flight. So if you see a thousand of us, ah, yeah, yeah, you better flee. In the name of Jesus, may we see in this land of Kenya this kind of revival, this kind of reformation where people are hungry for God. Telling their bosses, I'm leaving at 3 p.m. Whatever you want to do, you do. But I'm going to hear God for what he wants to do. Somebody shout, I receive that. May you see it in your offices. People were leaving their offices. People were doing all kinds of... We were at the airport yesterday. And everyone at immigration was just talking to me saying, I was there. I was there. I said, ah, this is good though. Now I can travel easier. I was there. Ah. There are benefits of reformation. I'm coming. Listen to me. Listen to me, you humble Christians. I need to talk to you. There's a sense of humility that is not from God. It's called false humility. Just like peace. He says there's a peace that the world gives. So there's a humility that comes from the earth. When God does our work, we're supposed to use it for the advantage of the kingdom. Hey! May God open Kenya for revival. That amen is too weak. May God open Kenya for revival. May the revival that has begun, may this be the beginning of something major. Ten-year-olds, eight-year-olds speaking in tongues, seeing visions. Somebody wrote to me, said, my son saw this vision at the age of 10 four years ago told me everything that would happen said it would be at kasarani wrote to me word for word about listen god is talking to the children for has he not said that in the last days i will pour out my spirit on all flesh all means all if you're here and you're not filled with the holy ghost may the power of god begin to come upon you even as i minister in the name of jesus he says in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh means all flesh. This nation is set for something to change. Listen, you've tried to change it with democracy. It's not changing. You've tried to change it with meetings. It's not changing. You've tried to change it in your small meetings. It's not changing. You've tried to meet people and be diplomatic. It's not changing. This thing needs an intervention. And God is intervening in the affairs of men. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. There is something happening. Listen, Rwanda is coming. Now hear me prophetically. I'm not trying to excite you. I'm telling you what the Spirit of the Lord says. Rwanda is next. This is an East African fire. May the purposes of God happen in Rwanda. Thank you, Jesus. We haven't seen anything yet. He told me that we just began. We just began. We just began. There's a dimension we're coming into. What's been rare in the land in East Africa and across Africa has been the apostolic. It's been very rare, but God is positioning the apostolic.
it's, between, it's going to affect, every office is going to be affected by what God wants to do. We cannot do anything against the truth but for the truth. So this hunger must be utilized properly. It must be utilized properly. What comes with this hunger is numbers. And so we must take responsibility. I completely agree with what was being said at the meeting. We cannot meet people in Jesus' name. We cannot meet people and waste their time. Please hear me spiritually. We cannot meet people, Pastor Zino, and waste their time. I refuse for you people to put curriculums for just people to attend meetings. There must be progression. I must be able to understand why I have called you. Calling you must add to something. There must be movement and advancement in your life by fire. Every spirit of stagnation in this ministry. Every spirit of stagnation in this ministry. I address you now in the name of Jesus. I speak prophetically to you and I cancel that spirit of stagnation. These children that God has brought here shall not go round in circles. They shall not go round all the time and not have advancement. They shall not move in circles. Their life shall not be a life just full of activity. It shall be a life with productivity. I declare the one I serve that is coming into your midst is going to cause you to have advancement. One step shall be like a thousand steps. I cancel the spirit of delay. I declare over your life, God is invading the affairs of your house. You shall rise to a place you've never been to before. Your children shall see the hand of God in your lives. We refuse to call you for meetings that waste your time. Every assembly shall be an advancement. Every gathering shall be an advancement. Every coming together, even in Bible study, shall be an advancement. Precept upon precept. Word upon word. Miracle after miracle. Supernatural shall become natural. God, we refuse to take you for granted in our midst. And we declare in the name of Jesus, this ministry, other ministries, the fire of God shall begin to consume each of us. And that every individual in the church shall be filled with the fire of God, shall be consumed with the fire of God, shall move in the spirit of God. Stagnation break now. Lift up your hands if you want to see that happening in your life. Stagnation break now. Stagnation break now. It's a spirit. Stagnation break now. Ah. If any of you have lost jobs for the sake of the kingdom, have lost things for the sake of the kingdom, any of you that have lost friends for the sake of the kingdom, now hear the reward of Yahweh. Your labor has not been in vain. Your love has not been in vain. May God reward the work of your hands. In the name of Jesus, we come against every work of Satan in your advancement. I break every spirit of stagnation over your life. And I declare from today, you shall grow. You shall grow. Your things shall grow. The grace of God in your life. The anointing of God in your life is not to take you back to Egypt. It's to bring you to a place of advancement. I speak pressing. You shall press. You shall press. You shall press. The strength of Yahweh shall be upon you. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray and declare it shall be so and not otherwise. It shall be so.
and not otherwise. Talabakosha taladabos. Ambriadakoshata. Fire of God. Embrace every element of me. Kalabakoshata. Madabakoshata. Listen to me. God bless you. Please sit down. Listen to me. The awe of God. I'm talking about the awe. A reverence of God is coming upon you. There's a hunger that, that will bring you into a place of reverence like you've never known before. Hmm. You will not just do things to do things. Even when I was coming to you today, I had butterflies. I refuse to get familiar with what God is doing. I refuse to get familiar. I can't come back here and say, this is just routine. No, even here, God is working a new work. Ooh, may you never get familiar with what God wants to do in your life. May you never get familiar. I hear the word pressed strategically. Not everything is to be pressed into, just like that. That God is going to show you where to press. I hear the word pressed strategically. This kingdom is a kingdom of pressing. We press. You press against all odds. But there are battles that are not yours to fight. So you must press strategically. What pressing strategically does, it gives you advantage. It gives you speed. It gives you advantage to be able to do things with a lot more wisdom. So God is going to open your eyes to see the things you don't need to press and to realize the ones you need to press. Every one of you has a unique assignment. You can't press everything. My God. Don't press everything. Not everything is for pressing. The problem with pressing is that it takes energy. It also consumes time. Everything you press that you should not be pressing, God is giving you redirection. Pressing strategically requires redirection so that I'm on my path, on my lane. Am I, am I you getting me spiritually? That I refuse to waste enough. You cannot waste another five years just pressing. May God give me my assignment so that I can press with my assignment. I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the right church. I must, I must press where I should press. And I will not press where I should not press. That's why he says that as you go, speak to no one. When Jesus is giving that assignment, he says, my peace I give to you. When you go to the house, say, peace be unto this house. But on the way there, don't speak to anybody. What does that mean? I will not press just because there are other things on the road. I will not release my energy unnecessarily. I will not give my pearls. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means I cannot be at the wrong job. The grace I carry, I cannot press for the wrong employer. You did not hear me. I cannot press for the wrong husband. You did not hear me. I cannot press in the wrong ministry. God position me so I can press where I should be pressing. Father, I'm praying for them right now. Even as I speak, that you will guide them on where to be. Who to be with. What to be doing. So that that cycle can break in the name of Jesus. That is a prayer of realignment. Every spirit that has misaligned you. Every lie that has told you that this is where you should be. And that's not where you're supposed to be. I release that lie from your hearing now. And I bring in your ears the alignment of Yahweh. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God is here. There's hunger and thirst. There's a responsibility that comes with it. 
It's what you call a reforming spirit. We're about to enter a time when you will see a reformation spirit come upon us. It's a distinct mark of the apostolic office. Reforming spirit. God is about to do that. It's a distinctive mark. It's a distinctive mark. May, may you have a distinctive mark in your life that separates your voice from the noise. Uh, what is happening this morning? Listen. May you have that. Listen. Your voice cannot be wasted any longer. Every time God wants to do something, his voice is key. He speaks. And if we are his children, our tool is a voice. But the problem is that sometimes there's too much noise. And we are making noise instead of releasing a sound. This is a season of distinction. Clarity. Hearing to speak. In the 15th, in the 16th century, the whole, the first reformation began with Martin Luther and team and from there you hear of the Calvinists and all the other people. The entire Pentecostal reformation began in the 16th century. It was in 1567, I believe. And they were, they were, they were hearing things that were strange in the church. And what happened is one, one season, about around October of 1567, a Catholic archbishop wanted to receive more offices of bishopry in his region. He agreed with Pope Leo. And they agreed that in order to do that, there would have to be an increase in budget. And he was being paid 24,000, whatever the currency was, and it was to be increased by 10,000, whatever the currency was, to make it 34,000. To do that, he needed to add another bishopry. And so he got permission from Pope Leo to push the agenda so that they could, uh, they could uh, build. You cannot manipulate God's people to build. God will intervene. And so the beginning of where Martin Luther started to find fault in the doctrine is because they came up with a Peterian cessation. And that Peterian cessation was to allow the people by the power given to the church in Rome by Peter to go ahead and cause a... They wrote a document, this archbishop. He wrote a document that allowed you for a small price to remove your relatives from purgatory. And so what people would do is that you'd write down the name of your relative, but you'd have to attach a coin. And every time they'd take this chariot out and the coin is thrown, the chariot would stop and the bishop would take out a letter and stamp it. And then he'd give it to you. That meant, Pastor Pete, whoever is in purgatory has come out. Heresy. And it disturbed men. Men were disturbed but quiet. Because sometimes the powers that be can cause men to kill. 
quiet. And so there was disturbance. And when the news got to Germany, to people like Martin Luther, they started writing documents. And in that document, he looked at the powers that be and wondered, what can I do? I'm just a man. But he started writing. And there is where he started coming up with the understanding of sola gracia. That it is Jesus who died. That a man cannot pay what he paid. It disturbed men at that time. What had happened is that they were in a season of spiritual darkness. And so the reformation came from God. Brought reformation to the minds of men. Scholars started searching scripture. This thing is not for poor people only. This thing is also to be studied by every human being. And therefore the lies that had been taught and told started to be disseminated by people catching a new fire to say something feels wrong. Every time there is a time when men have gathered to lie to the people of God, to the children of God, he says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Anytime the shepherds don't have the heart of the people of God, interventions come into play. Anytime you see darkness on the earth, the church is being stirred to wake up because there's something God wants to do. So Martin Luther started the fire and it began to spread. And before you know it, people started to say yes. The coins were just going round every time. People, by the way, when, when, when people heard that news, some of them sold their companies to give money to the church. They had many relatives in purgatory. They even told them, even you, you can secure your place in heaven. So men wrote, I don't say checks, men wrote treasury uh, release for things to come out of government treasuries to give to the church. And today that church was built, it's still there with its twin towers hovering over the city. But guess what? It was a move of men. It was not a move of God. And God raised men to come and rescue men by releasing his grace upon them. When you see a reformation like the one coming, there is something that has been going on God is not happy about. There's a darkness that has swept over the world, criticizing and ridiculing the church because there's something we have stopped doing. That people are not seeing what they're supposed to see in the kingdom of God. And so God is now raising a new sound. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, you can't buy this thing with oil. You can't buy this thing with prophecy. You can't buy a prophecy. I'm talking to somebody. You can't buy a prophecy. You cannot pay your way into heaven. You cannot pay your way into a future. No prophet should be charging you any money for a prophecy. No pastor should be charging you money for an appointment. Are you hearing what God is correcting? Every time there's a heresy in the kingdom and where darkness has come in, where there are so many prophets telling our politicians things they want to hear and the church has become a place that is desecrated because people are using it to, to, to fuel their cars and to fuel their Land Rovers. God is saying enough of that. I'm about to raise a new breed of people. Nobody's are going to rise up. My house, I'm coming for a clean bride. It must change. So this reformation is coming to do certain things. The hunger you're seeing in Kenya, this reformation, God is about to release things into the hearts and the minds of people. This is a reformation of Joseph's and Daniel's. This is a reformation of Esther's and Ruth's. You're not hearing me. Let me try repeat that. This revival coming, you're going to see Daniel's rise. 
I'll show you in a minute scripturally. Wait. You will see Daniel's rise in this day, in our day. Not for position. I want to show you something. Not for position. You will see them rise. Be strong in the Lord. In this hunger, be strong in the Lord. Let me tell you, there will be a distinctive mark on people. I'm talking about people who are not on pulpits. But in their own pulpit, they will be speaking. I was watching Dr. Joy silencing some people in the, in the media houses. Some, some debaters that used to come and make a lot of noise. And God positioned a lawyer. They didn't know she was a lawyer. So she said, <clears throat> I'm a lawyer of 22 years. So what I'm about to tell you. And by the time she was done, those men could say nothing. Because she had spoken truth with boldness. The caliber of people being raised in this reformation are people who will not be afraid to call a spade a spade. No matter who is in power, they will speak truth and no lies. I decree in the name of Jesus, may this reformation cause you to rise. This reformation is not so much so to correct heresy in the church, no. Because there has never been more heresy than what was there. But it is to intervene in the affairs of the children of God. The cry of the children has been heard. And God wants to cause there to be a difference. So here's what's going to happen. This hunger you have, God is going to do a few things. Including location. Amen. Location matters. Yes, God is going to relocate some of you. Yes, and you must move in obedience. Yes. Location matters. Even Jesus had to relocate from Nazareth. There are people and locations that you must change. <laughs> are you hearing me? For this to work, you must hear God clearly. There are some things you will have to cause... There are people who have to pack their bags from America and return here. Location is key. Location is key. There are places you'll never be heard from until you relocate to Capernaum. Even this ministry, if we stay here, we will be disobedient. There's a place we must go to be heard. There are some offices you're going to have to relocate from. You cannot be there any longer. There are some places you have. God is going to relocate you, but it'll, it will emanate from the place of hunger. Come on, lift up your hands. Play, play for me. Increase that volume. Those of you listening to me online, some relocations are going to be key. Moving, moving, moving to the place God needs you to be. I see in the spirit, in a very short time, some of you are going to be relocated. If Esther had stayed in the house, she would never have been located. She had to relocate to be seen. To be seen. To be seen. To be seen. It took Ruth deciding not to go back home and relocating with Naomi. For her destiny to become aligned with what God was going to do. Listen to me. Relocation. 
is going to bring you into a place of power and influence. God, locate them so that they can stop stagnating. That relocation will cause some things to align in your life. Listen to me. It's not enough, please sit down. It's not enough to discover mysteries in the Bible. Proverbs 25 2 says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it is the honor of kings to search it out. Now, listen to me. When kings discover a matter, they have a responsibility for execution. My God. It is better if you never knew than to be a king who has known and do nothing about it. This is a season of quick obedience. Everything that comes to bring procrastination, let me tell you, the Spirit of God is heavy in this place. Everything that brings procrastination in your life, procrastination is one of the most dangerous things you can ever have as a child of God. That spirit of procrastination, it is a spirit that causes delay, causes intimidation, causes fear, causes anxiety. That is not your portion. God says that the procrastination of the things you procrastinate in your life, that's why, let me tell you, the reason we prophesy speed is to bring you into alignment. So everything that you procrastinated for the last five years, I pray for the grace and mercy of Yahweh to locate you and bring you where you should be. Where you should be. Where you should be. Is there anybody here with a witness that they're not where they should be? Then this is for you. I'm praying for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Kalala, lift up your voice, church. In the name of Jesus. Every procrastinating spirit, I'm dealing with you now. Every spirit that has caused the children of God not to be where they're supposed to be. In their prayer life. In their witness of you. In their work. I come against that spirit now. And I intervene by the power of Yahweh. And the grace of Yahweh. And the anointing of Yahweh. Get men where they are supposed to be. Let this be a Sunday. That they can quote and recognize. As the Sunday of relocation. And the Sunday procrastination died. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I move you in the supernatural to where you're supposed to be. I shift you in the spirit to where God has called you to be. I refuse for you to go down any longer. Your acceleration is here. The anointing for acceleration. Move. 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 Move in the spirit. Move in the spirit. Move like Philip moved to Ethiopia. Move in the spirit. Catch up with the agenda of God over your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Hey.
Haye. Tanabakoshata. Haye. Father, we give you all the glory. Shale. Tararare. Advancement. Obakashata. Robakashata. Take me where I'm supposed to be. Lift me to where I'm supposed to be. Remove me from the place of comfort. Remove me from the place of anxiety. Bring me where I'm supposed to be. Kalala for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you Thank you. Please sit down. Please sit down. Please sit down. How, how can I be strong in the Lord? Listen, you have to be strong in the Lord. There's nowhere else you can be strong. Don't be strong in yourself. Ah, Pastor Zino, be strong in the Lord. You know, after a move like that, you are a target. I know I'm a target. I know. In fact, I like what Apostle Kimani said, I'm sure there'll be some tweets about some of us soon. If you're gonna leave me because of a tweet, be strong in the Lord. You can leave me, but don't leave God. Listen, there's nowhere else to be strong. <sighs> he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Be strong in the Lord. Listen, there's nowhere else you can be strong. Part of why you faint, why God says if you faint in your day of adversity, your strength is small. By the way, I want you to know, the scripture just clarified that your strength is small. Because your strength is small. There's no strong man. There's no strong woman. Your strength is small. So he says, unless you transfer yourself into me, then you can be strong in the Lord. <laughs> What does being strong in the Lord mean? It means he has your trust. It means you understand where favor comes from. It means you understand where wealth provision comes from. It means you understand where the plan. There are many plans a man has, but at the end they lead to death. 
It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So be strong in the Lord. There's nowhere else to be strong. How can you be strong in the Lord? I want to help you. How can you be strong in the Lord? Number one, you have to take the word seriously. Take the word of God seriously. Take the word of God seriously. Take it seriously. But I also say, take yourself seriously. You know, a lot of us don't take ourselves seriously. Take yourself seriously. It's very important. Pastor, what are you saying? We're usually told you don't take yourself too seriously. Take yourself seriously. This is a serious affair. Serious matters. Matters of life and death. Don't get excited to be in a season of reformation. It's a season of persecution. It's a season that causes so many things to happen. But not so that you can faint. So that you can grow. So that you can become. Matusi chache chache. Itafanyo toke kanisani. Apana. Hakuna kituka mayo. You have to be strong in the Lord. He tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. Why? Check the Bible. Anything God puts inside you, he doesn't give you. He tells you to be. He pulls it out. So strength is inside, but it is in him. So he says, be strong, because I put it in you. It's the same element of be fruitful. It's inside you. Fruitfulness is inside you. One of the greatest works of the enemy is to cause the children of God not to be fruitful. Fruitfulness is inside you. Any chosen person is fruitful. Check the scripture in John chapter 15. He says, you did not choose me, I chose you. So that you may do what? That you may bear fruit. Chosen people bear fruit. And not just any fruit. Fruit that lasts. If you look at it in the Amplified, it starts to talk about fruit that's bountiful. Fruit that is consistently growing. Fruit that is consistently manifesting. I declare your fruit will never dry. Ah, There is an infinite. Let me not go ahead of myself. You will never run dry. I pray for you to be strong to fast. You will not be a shallow believer. You will be strong to fast. Strong to pray. What am I saying? You must be strong in the Lord to wake up at 3 a.m. to pray. This is not a season of jokes. Listen, if you cannot do some of these things, the enemy will sift you like wheat. You better pray someone has prayed for you. Somebody say, be strong. Please preach to your neighbor for me. Tell them, be strong. Not in yourself, in the Lord. Ah, Be strong in the Lord. How do you do that? Take his word seriously and take yourself seriously. The second point is you cannot be casual with yourself. Neither can you be casual with anointing. I've reached a point. I'm going to make a demand on some of you. Listen, even when Jesus was walking, he did not understand how those disciples were taking his anointing casually. You cannot be dealing with life matters when I'm dealing with securing your destiny and you're on Facebook in the church. No, no, no. Take my anointing seriously and I will take you seriously. There is something I say. Listen, you will get as good as you give. 
I told them in my office, please respect my hustle. Yeah. I cannot come here, suffer the way I've suffered to build this company, and you, I find a chair just broken and down on the floor. I will call you out. Take my hustle seriously. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's an element of care God wants to come to the church. On how we handle the things of God. Uh, let me show you. i give you an example. We were online. We were posting posters every day. You see somebody coming on the page. The poster is there. They ask you, where is it going to be? Are you serious? Are you serious? Have you taken time? Listen, if you're that casual about something in front of you, how will you enter the deep things of God? We're not serious. Which job is that you want me to pray for? You take my anointing seriously. And I'll take yours seriously. It's you. It's an exchange. It's a collaboration. Forget me. Take God seriously. Take him at his word. Take God seriously. Don't play with God in this next phase. Don't play with God. If you tell God you're meeting him in prayer, meet him in prayer. Don't play with God. I'm talking to myself also. May God grant us mercy. Thank God for his mercy, but may we not take mercy for granted. This next phase is calling for action. How, do you be, how can you be strong in the Lord? By taking him seriously. Take him seriously and he'll take you seriously. He says, draw nigh unto me. That is, take me seriously and I'll take you seriously. That's what he's saying. Are you listening to me? He's saying, take me seriously. Take me at my word. Nikisema ntakubariki. Believe it. When I tell you that draw to me as dear children, believe it, you are my child. Take me seriously. You cannot wait on me and then run from the house and go solve the thing for yourself. I think I'm coming to an address near you. The problem in the kingdom is that we wait on God until we say clearly. <laughs> now listen to me. Check your Bible. It is the word that tested Joseph. You'll be tested in this time. You think you're going to get the blind people to open their eyes and you're not taking God seriously? Their eyes will not open. One small promotion and you're not in church. God knows I can't trust you. Umengia kwa potifa, unajisikia. Ujui, ujui kuna mambu ingine mbele. Unajisikia kwa potifa. Allah, Allah. Father, give me the strength. Give me the brokenness to stay there until you're done doing what you're doing. Purge it from me. Remove it from me. Help me take God seriously. Because I hear him say, I'll take your casualness casually. Deep calls unto deep. If you want us to meet on the shallow end, that's where we shall meet. But I'm looking for people that are ready to enter the ocean.
of serious business serious dealings are you hearing what i'm saying those intercessory dimensions those mantles that he's releasing in this time are for are for people that he's gonna use in power in wisdom and in love are you hearing me worship team it's not a joke it's serious business raising people from the dead is serious business healing the sick and cleaning out kenyatta hospitals a serious business Jesus rescued a man from demonic principles of a legion that by the time he was casting out demons 2,000 pigs were each entered. <laughs> All of them were entered. And the spirit in the man was so vile, that legion spirit, that it just caused death to the animals. That is what he wanted to do to the man. If the man did not have the DNA of God in him, those, because the DNA of God is not in those pigs. He did not make them in his likeness. The reason 1,000 plus devils could not cause that man to jump, the cliff was right there. But he couldn't jump because something was still resisting. So when finally the Savior entered the Gadarenes, The small thing that was in him ran towards the one who made him. And the demons recognized our time is up. And asked him, why have you come for us before our time? <laughs> Intervention. But even after Jesus rescued that man, he was chased from that city. Carrying this thing will not make you welcome everywhere. Be strong in the Lord. Take him seriously. This is how you can be strong in the Lord. This is how we keep the revival going. We take God seriously. Serious prayer. Serious life. Serious warfare. Oh yeah. You could have died. Serious business. Let me tell you. Even when I leave here, I'm asking God, which route should I use? Serious. Serious. Glory be to God. Take God seriously. I want you to know expectation changes destiny. I'm almost done. Expectation changes destiny. Go to Psalm 27 verse 13. I want you to read it with me. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land Expectation, uh -uh. expectation changes destiny. Please hear me. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This scripture has been life to me. Because losing heart causes you to faint. But there's an unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listen to me. Seeing God after you die is a great thing. But him coming through for you here in the land of the living is a beautiful thing. And he told me to tell you expectation changes destiny. Expectation that I will see. That's why I want you to open your eyes. So that you can see that you will see something here. Mm. That Egyptian next to you does not believe it. You will see something here. 
I believe. I'm asking God. I don't know what faith is in this house. But me, my faith is, I will see. And I'm so expectant. That is what drove that last week. We were expecting something. But it has just begun. I want to see the goodness of the Lord. Expectation changes destiny. You might be a security officer right now. But there's an expectation. I was prophesied to when I was waiting tables. I was a waiter. Carrying a table. A man came to our church. His name was Pastor Moses. From Nakuru. And he looked at me. Thin man. I was wearing oversized suits. Please don't, don't put that. Uh, please don't allow people to dilute my anointing. It will cause people to take me casually. Don't put it up. Imagine. God opened the eyes of a man. To see something I couldn't see. And he prophesied. He said, I see you. Back in Kenya, I said, first of all. <laughs> you have missed God right there. <laughs> I am not going. I say, no, he said this. I, see, I expected to come back to Kenya on holiday. So he said, I see you going back to Kenya permanently. I said, ah, ah. You have missed it. My hands were like this. They just did like this. <laughs> he said I see you please hear me clearly I would never lie to you he said I see you in Kenya permanently and I see a field with countless people Pastor Moses 1999 I was shocked yesterday my son was watching soccer there's a guy who was playing who was born in 2003 His name Elliot. Oh, you don't watch soccer. You're all saved. He's 19, he's 19 years old. I still look at my 15-year-old. <laughs> Let me tell you. He said, I see a field of people that your eyes cannot see. That's why what we saw was a sample. Because my eyes could see the end. But I started to see that word coming to play. Let me tell you, there are words people have spoken over you that have not yet come to pass. But I use Psalm 27 verse 13. That in the land of the living, uh, every prophetic word that has been spoken, expectation changes destiny. You will see the goodness of the Lord. I want to deal, please listen to me, I want to deal with somebody who has gone through so much. Things just happen. Happening to happen to happen. The math is not mathing and the English is not Englishing. That things have happened to you. Mara, mom has gone to Mara, dada. Mara, my, Mara, my job. Hear the word of the Lord. I come to speak in the volume of his word. Hear the word of the Lord. You will see. You will see. And experience. The goodness of the Lord here. And I ask Yahweh to prepare that table before you. 
in the presence of everybody who had dismissed you. Everybody who had said you would never do it. There are some of you people even have avoided you because they think you are cast. You are not cast. The word of the Lord tried Joseph. This word has tried you and found you to be faithful. Now hear what Yahweh is saying to you. You will see. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Shout amen if you believe it. I say I dare you to shout amen if you believe it. Go to Philippians 1.20. I'm still on the same tone. Cycles that have refused to break. You will see. I hear this year. Some of you shall see this goodness I'm talking about. Are you here? According to my honest expectation. Honest expectation and hope. That is in nothing. That in nothing I shall be ashamed. Listen. There's an expectation you can have. That your days of shame have ended. Pastor Zeno, is it not true? You can reach a place as a man. That you take this word so seriously. And decide. I will not see shame again. Let me give you testimony. There are things and business transactions I've been in. That I entered a place. I told my CFO. I'm taking the roof of this building. If you saw the bank account of the company versus my expectation, I said, listen, he said, uh, dad, it's good to work with sons so that they can see for themselves. He said, dad, the math is not mathing. I said, yes, I come from a kingdom where the math doesn't math. I come from a kingdom where one plus one is not equals two. And 0.0, <laughs> the math is not mathing. <laughs> Hear me. There is a place you reach where nothing you touch shall be ashamed. Men may think it is shame, but it's not. It's a setup. You might look at Joseph's prison and think it was shame. No, no, no. It was preparation. You see, men have designed you in the way other people design it. But I hear the Spirit of God tell me to tell you, child of God, I have been with you. I am the one that has been making you. I'm the one that has been preparing you. Ah, I hear the spirit of God tell me to tell you, you shall arise. I want to prophesy to just two people here and to tell you, no more shame. Did you hear what I said? I said, no more shame. According to my honest expectation and hope that in nothing... You shall not be ashamed anymore. You are a child of God. You are in the end time revival. My God, you shall not be ashamed. Please, that scripture continues to talk about boldness. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Come on, new one, new But takua manga. Boldness. There's a place you reach, you say, no, 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 no. You reach a place, you say, the job must come. 
The fees must be found. How can my children be sent home? Boldness. There's an expectation. There's an expectation. You shall not be cut off from that expectation. Expectation changes destinies. People ask me so many times in business, how do you do it? I use this scripture. Cannot be cut off. I cannot sit in front of an investor and they start giving me stories. Expectation. It shall not be cut off. Listen to me. It is this boldness that I'm going to walk on thousands of acres and take land for Jesus. Did you notice that had we had our own land, 500 acres, people would still be there praying today. You know why we had to leave? Borrowed things bring expiration of expectation. But there's ownership that brings glory to God. Ay, 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 ay. If that woman, sadly she was in debt, so she had sold her vessels. But if she had many of her own vessels, she would not have needed to borrow vessels. Your expectation shall not be cut off. I want to prophesy to somebody, lift up your hands. I want you to open your mouth and declare, my expectation shall not be cut off. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, lamb upon the throne. Somebody sing. For you are glorious and worthy to be praised. You are the Lamb. My expectation shall not be cut off. Listen down. Listen down. Listen to me. In life, in life, there's what you call moments. Are you hearing me? In life, you have what you call moments. Mm. One of the most marvelous things that can happen to anybody is that you, you are cognizant of your moments. One of the best ways for your expectation not to be cut off is that you realize when you've entered your moment. A moment is key. A moment is key. Moments come and go. And people have missed moments. But I hear in the spirit that you are going to enter a moment. We're in a moment right now. Listen, you have fought so much to get here. I think they're on this side. You have fought so much to reach where you've reached today. Am I talking to someone? Is there a fighter here? You, you have fought other voices. You've had to fight your own voice. To reach here today. Akiacha ni kuambie. Aukufi hapa. You will not die. Before you have accomplished the full assignment of God over your life. 
I'm releasing strength. Listen, we are still in be strong in the Lord. I declare strength into your inner man. You will not die here. This revival has come to revive you. So that you don't faint. So that you can see God fighting for you. You will sing again. You will write again. You will grow again. You will be seen again. May Nehemiah's begin to appear. Let me tell you what Nehemiah's do. They bring strength to people who are, who are giving up. Because they kept looking at the size of this project. They said, ah. But when Nehemiah showed up, he came with a rallying call. He said, he said how can we sit here while the gates of Jerusalem lie in waste? A rallying call. David came with a rallying call. Is there not a cause? Rallying calls are coming. And those people will rejuvenate your spirit. That's why this is an apostolic moment. It's an apostolic revival because what the prophets saw, the apostles have come to bulldoze. They will break some walls that have been Nehemiah was in the apostolic dimension. And therefore what you will see is that the ceilings we have broken, you will break. Let me explain. In this room are multiple graces. In this room. And because there are multiple graces in this room, what you will find, and even in the body of Christ, there's going to be a collaboration of dealing with principalities. You'll have an easier time with your devil because of collaborative graces. I don't think you're understanding this dimension today. You, you, this thing that has bothered your family, I want you to tell your neighbor, you're not alone. God. That's why the Bible encourages two or three. He says in the midst of two or three. So you're not alone. We stand with the angelic host and declare over your life that thing that has been fighting your family. We raise a voice of victory and we declare in the name of Jesus. We declare in the name of Jesus that thing must leave your life and must leave your family. Shout, I'm not alone. I bring the apostolic grace of the marketplace. And we declare in the name of Jesus contracts are coming. New businesses are coming. This is going to be a season where you will see Daniels, Esthers, Ruths arising, people filled with rare wisdom. Listen, I, I mark you, I mark you today. I mark you as a distinct voice. How? I have a question. How do you catch the attention of a great grace? How is God looking at everything, hearing noise? But he sees Abraham. There's a distinction that can come upon the earth. You're not here. Who shut out? A distinction that that woman of God, Emmy, that 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 God can look at men and say it is this one. A distinction that marks a man 
different from other men. Marks a woman different from other women. Listen to me. It could have been Orpah, but it was Ruth. There were other women dancing before the king, but it was Esther. Let me raise a voice for you now. In the name of Jesus. Ah, we are praying. In the name of Jesus. Receive the mark of distinction. Amen. Sit down. Have you not seen? Have you not seen? Have you not seen joy? When sometimes a president can have many people. But there's one person he keeps doing this to. It means you have their ear. It's a distinct sound. Different from other sounds. Your advice for your boss will be distinct. There are people who you'll catch their attention. By the mark of distinction that has come upon you now. You will get their attention. And every, everybody, I know some of the people you need to meet. There's a little secretary stopping your appointment. I move all these things out of your way. Out of your way. Out of your way. And I in the spirit, I give you access to your mark of distinction. Okay? Ta 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 kosha ta. Hey! Hey! Announce with me everything that is in my way by the anointing of Jesus Christ I use the authority and the power to declare get out of my way get out of my destiny shout yes distinction distinction Distinction, distinction, distinction. You have so much going for you. So much help going for you. On top of your way being cleared, you're walking with a voice. Wait. You see the beauty about God. He's in front of me. He's behind me. He's on top of me. So, so ahead of me, he's clearing the way. But with me, he's talking. Because the scripture says you will hear a voice. So that means as I go, I'm being comforted. I'm being encouraged. I've become a battle axe for Yahweh. Distinction. I cause you to be distinct from other men. Listen to me. There's a way you will walk from today. You will come out of here walking like a princess. Walking like a prince. Don't waste this revival. Don't waste this revival. Don't take it for granted. Take it seriously. And it will take you seriously. Somebody say, I receive it. Distinct. Distinct. Sit down. That means, that means when you present your proposal, it will be distinct. Your CV will be distinct. Let me even say that whether you like it or not, God does have favorites. 
So even you before Yahweh will be distinct. God is able to do the impossible. What seems impossible with men is possible. Let me tell you, this afternoon, I'm a man of radical faith. There will be testimonies this afternoon of the things I'm saying, not tomorrow. Today. Today. Testimonies. Testimonies today. Many a times I've left a meeting and I'm told, Pastor, while you are talking, I got a phone call. That's the kind of miracle I'm demanding right now in the spirit. Collaboration with the angelic. Disturb that person right now. While they are playing golf, disturb them. How can they be playing golf when I'm in church? Disturb them. Distinct from every other. Is that not what Daniel was? They looked at him and said, look at this distinction, the spirit of excellence. Distinct by excellence. Distinct by anointing. Distinct by favor. Ah. Those are who are rising in this They will be distinct. But they'll take things seriously. Before they ask foolish questions online, they will do research. Attain every knowledge you need to attain before they ask a question. So that their question can be smart. Rising. You know, some of the opportunities God is about to open for some of you can only be sustained by preparation. I admit in my own life, there are moments I got, then I missed the moment. Because I went and what I said did not cooperate with the favor of the king. Preparation helps you in distinguishing your moment with the king. So that the day you're in front of Pharaoh, you perform. There's no point of doors being opened for unprepared people. So in all humility and by love, I ask you, prepare yourself. Go to the studio and work on that voice. You may not have a microphone right now. Work on the voice. Joki is here. She's a voice coach. She can help you. Go to her. Pay her money. Don't tell her, don't tell her to do you a favor. Pay her money. Prepare yourself to sing before kings. Don't go before a king and have them say, Don't ever waste an opportunity of a door God has opened for you. Prepare. Children of God, prepare. 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 Take time and prepare. God can open the door, but the preparation of his children is key as to how that door, an effectual door has opened to me for ministry. Doors open. And then, if you're not prepared, if you go before king and there are 1,000 other women and you say, me, I'm a worshiper. 
He starts saying, Nibebe, Nibebe. And the others are delivering. Shauriako. Are you understanding my language? I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm saying it in all love. I have discovered one of our greatest downfalls as children of the kingdom is a lack of preparation for open doors. Go and ask yourself, how are the best CVs written? Nobody asks for your bio data. People send me 24-page CVs. And you've just finished university. And the bank CEO has a one-page CV. Nobody wants to know you are the head of scouts. Nobody wants to know that you are the one that used to do the fire, fire brigade drills. Go do research. Google and ask best CVs in the world. Samples. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself to speak. Prepare yourself. Please, preach to your neighbor for me. Say, prepare yourself. You don't have to be a wife to walk like a wife. Prepare yourself. Uh -uh. Am I talking? Yes. Yes. Ingia sokoni. Sema ni mtoto wa Yesu. But I am also walking. Na utembee. Usitingishe tembea. Prepare yourself. Listen, married people are just looking at me sneering, but it's okay. They are married. They are like blind Batamayas. You, you are blind Batamayas. Them they can see. You are the one who needs the miracle. Walk like you mean to walk. With dignity. Dress with dignity. Usiva ile sweater unakuja tunashanga unakuja ama unaenda. No. My brother, shave those beards. Don't make us wonder if it's an infection. Shave those beards. Call the baba, tell him to use a ruler. What are you talking? Fire your last baba. Amen, Pastor Pete. Yes. Look how Pastor Pete cuts his hair and he's married. The remaining one. And he's married. <laughs> hey! Somebody shall prepare yourself. There's nothing as bad as a door opening for you. A moment coming and you're not ready. We declare the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much will cause doors to open for you. But those doors, you will be prepared. You'll be prepared. For your moment. When they call you on television, please be prepared. We used to have a mayor. Let me not talk like that. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. God wants you prepared for what he's about to do. Are you, are you learning something? This is how we shall be strong in the Lord because we shall see results. 
to serve God and never see results is frustrating. Is it not the Bible that says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick? It's in the Bible. Sazote, just hoping. I hope, I hope, I hope. Your heart will faint. There's a time you have to find your moment. And I pray in this revival, all these stars I'm seeing here shine. That no light here shall be suffocated. Every light here shall shine. Slap two neighbors for me, say, shine your shine. I'm announcing as a ministry, this is the lowest we'll ever be. Listen to me carefully. Hear the words of Yahweh. We are going to see things we've never seen. We're going to reach a place all these people will be a home group. Mark my words. Oh, mark my words. That day is coming. To be a a Bible study led by one, one, one person. And you'll be telling people, please stop coming. Please stop coming. They will be coming. Did you see how many people ran to get saved? We will be seeing altar calls. How many of you got saved during this revival that are here today? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yes. This is not scripture that says that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. I call each of you a laborer. Mambo ya kuja church mnaniangaliana ma hope CV zitaisha. Kila mtu atakuwa busy. People be busy harvesting. They'll be saying this is my harvest for the last two weeks. And they brought 10 new people to church. This is my harvest for the last two months. They are bringing 40 people to church. The hunger for evangelism. The hunger for harvest. May it hit every one of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to grow. I'm taking you to the northern bypass. We are settling at home. And then we'll build more. And we'll build more. From here we are not stopping. I'm not trying to excite you. I'm speaking prophetically. We are not stopping. This is the lowest we'll ever be. Let me give you something. God has surprised us. I got calls from Americans. People in Turkey. People in Norway. Saying what was that? We said it was a move of God. Say, can we get some? I'm going to Pakistan. They said we are ready. We are going to the Philippines. They said we are ready. There's a voice. Listen. Voices are coming out of Kenya. They are jealous on this side. Voices are coming out of Kenya. This phenomenon we've heard about Sinach is such a beautiful thing. It's out of Africa. Apostle Selman, out of Africa. Baoga. This land must produce. We see Natch. And we send Njoki to the nations. We send you to the nations. Listen to the voice of Yahweh. This is the lowest we will ever be. Let me tell you, listen to me. Listen to me. We couldn't feed people enough. We couldn't sell enough things. Everything we were selling was getting finished. What I'm trying to say is, 
when the kingdom grows, everybody gets blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everybody gets blessed. The ecosystem will work. Anointed by Yahweh. And none of us shall have need because God shall supply all our needs. Voices are rising out of Kenya. Child of God, you're not too young. You're not too old. I'm finishing. So please sit down so I can finish. It is now 12. Jesus. You had to fight so much to get here. And I want you to know this is the day that was being fought. This is the day that was being fought. If you hadn't made it to this day, you would not see. You would not see. The anointing on my life should provoke the anointing on your life to rise. It's collaborative. My oil helps your oil. It doesn't shut your oil. You have to make the case of a lifetime to pursue things from here. You will not faint. Be strong in the Lord. This is going to take the preparation of a lifetime. Everything some of us have been preparing for all our lives, the day has come. Are we scarred? Yes. Are we wounded? Yes. Have we gone through some pains? Yes. <laughs> Have we cried? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Are we all together? No. But one thing is for sure. We will see the goodness of the Lord. <sighs> Why does God give you exposure? Why would God allow you to see what you saw? He wants to show you something. A picture. Secondly, he wants to expand your thinking. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He wants to bring you grace. The ability to do. Why does God give you exposure? He wants to show you. Things have to be seen before they can be built. Fifth, he wants to teach you. To have a teachable spirit, you must enter the place of discipline. You must willingly give yourself to educate your hunger. To feed your hunger strategically so that you can press strategically but he also wants to increase your network knowing people is very important <laughs> the language in the kingdom is going to change God wants to increase your network I'm going to stay there for just 10 more seconds wants to increase your network. 
He wants to increase people that you're going to bless and people that are going to bless you. Why he gives you exposure. <laughs> I've just been asked by a group to, to chair something. I won't tell you who they are. Very, very, very serious group. They've asked me to be their chair for this region. They are coming to make so many changes in so many people's lives. But the person who introduced me to them is a friend from the Arab region. Said the only person I can think of that can execute what you want to execute there is this guy. God causes networks to happen so that his function can be executed. Joy, I kept saying that we're going to build houses for believers. I've said it for seven years until people are tired of hearing it. You know the problem with vision, people get tired. They got tired of Noah. They'll, 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 they'll even come work for you, but they're like, I don't ever believe this thing. But there's nothing as satisfying as when you shut up finally and let the vision speak. Because the, the moment has come. The moment has come. We were having this big conference and one of our suppliers was like, we are switching off all the lights until you pay our balance. They thought it was a threat. See why we have to own. You know, I'm coming to the point I want to bring to you today. Why God exposes you is finally to also give you influence. If I had a choice and the president, whoever it will be, came and said to me, Julian, I want to make you the cabinet secretary of, I'd say, mm -mm, give that to my daughter or to my son. I'd rather have influence than position. Let me tell you. Check your Bible. The apostolic spirit and the antichrist spirit all go after influence. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. That sounds like a Selman saying. That's deep, man. <laughs> Are you listening to me? If you look at Jezebel, every time she appears, she goes for the palace so that she can have influence. And if you look at Daniel, he needed to be in the palace to have influence. Joseph had to be in the palace to have influence, not position. Please look. God had to bring him to a place so that he can have influence. He gave Esther influence that saved an entire nation. He wasn't giving her position. He was giving her influence. So when I come and I'm being told, we want to switch off lights, you know, we've paid you millions, we want to switch them off because of 500,000 shillings. I said, take that cash there, keep them and tell them to shut up. Then I made a vow. This is the last time. 
I am borrowing or renting for an event. They were praying. People were praying. When we left, we, people were praying through the night. They switched off the lights on them. There's nothing we could do because it's not ours. See, the borrower will always be slave to the lender, even when you have paid. To say your hours reached here. <laughs> no mercy. Why does God want to give us influence? To enable us to spread this gospel in a way that we can change things in the kingdom. So he gave us a picture. This last week he gave us a picture that what looked abnormal will become normal. That supernatural can become natural. I was told once, Kenyans cannot gather like that. The devil is a liar. So God wants to give you influence so that you can make changes for the kingdom. Oh my God. I'd rather have influence. Relevance remains because of influence, not because of opposition. You'll be shocked. Some of the people who can cause your rise or fall are secretaries. They may not have the position you're coming to apply for, but they have the influence. <laughs> you're joking. Don't underestimate anybody. Listen, a person of influence can be more powerful than a position of power. I ask you, was not Haman more powerful than Esther? Check your records. He was. But a woman used her influence. Hmm. Influence. Influence. Even when you look at Herodias, he was, he was, he was coming for the head of John the Baptist. Herodias was the Antichrist of the New Testament. Jezebel was the Antichrist of the Old Testament. So if you look at Herodias, he says, show me where his star is, show me where he is, so that we can also come and worship him with an intent to come and kill him. There are people who want to look like they are coming to worship, but they are coming to kill. It's an Antichrist spirit coming to suffocate your influence. There's a prayer I'm going to make as we close. That God will raise some of you. How many believers do you know that can be put in a position of influence and they don't compromise? Influence. Influence. Once you have access to a king's heart, you will be surprised what you can do for a nation without a position. I'll take influence anytime. I want you to know something. God caused Pharaoh to dream. <laughs> Do you think any person dreams on their own? The kind of dream God gave Pharaoh was the kind that caused the influence of Joseph to come into play. God will give some people some dreams. 
Hear me with clarity of heart and mind. When you are the borrower, you have no say where policies are made. You can't do anything. But influence will bring you to a position. When they came for Daniel, they found him faithful in everything he was doing until they had to come for his faith because he had an excellent spirit in him. His influence was being used properly. So they came for his faith to diminish his influence. And anytime anybody attacks your influence that God has put you in and you've been standing, God will fight for you. Amen. So here we are. I command Yahweh. I ask Yahweh, not command. I ask Yahweh in the spiritual realm, release dreams on some people that we need to meet. Open doors for some of these people to enter places of influence. Position them. So that when they hear certain things that are going to happen to the children of the kingdom, they can alert Mordecai. They can alert the people on the outside to say these are the plans against the children of God. Cause these men and women to arise. In this revival, don't let them stay down, Yahweh. In, our, in your mercy, Lord, in our brokenness, don't allow their seasons to go beyond the time they're supposed to end. I ask for your intervention in the affairs of men. Raise men of influence in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for this service. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the changes you've made in our lives. We give you all the glory, all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Kabra Koshata. Let me tell you, we have absolutely no debt. Absolutely no debt. And that's how I know this was God's meeting. In fact, what happened is the art festival. How many of you came for art festival? The art festival was a shock. I was telling my team. Because in art festival, I felt as though we were robbed. We had a very heavy budget. And when it came to giving, people didn't really give. And the same apostle came. <laughs> so I was asking them, what was smoked then? But let me tell you how God works. God replaced the money for this event and the one for our festival. That's, That's my God. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. Let me, let me promise you, if you're doing God's work, <laughs> provision will be guaranteed when you're where God needs you to be. So may all those doors open.